sweat the technique. Welcome back, Houston. These guys missed you over the last break. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Get you these trade packages for number one in a moment. He's Blank on Branham. We're only uh, we're going to 5:30 today, by the way. Uh, fighting Texas Aggies play basketball against the Arkansas Razorbacks. A and M on the good side of the bubble right now, but got business to take care of. Final few regular season games and then into the SEC tournament. So we'll make way for Andrew Monaco at uh, at the bottom of the hour. Still plenty of fun to be had between now and then. Somebody's taking you to task here, Brian. I love it when our textures take us to task. It leads to great debate. Me. Yeah, tell me. Uh, 6146. Brian Thomas was a, compl- a complimentary piece to Malik Neighbors. Why would you be better with him than Mitchell? It was more about – it's not, not – not, maybe I, I phrased it wrong. It's not he's, necessarily he's complimentary stuttering. piece. It's more about the volume. Like, Adonai Mitchell just did not get a lot of volume last year at Texas. When, when Whenever the, the volume went to, you know, obviously Xavier Worthy, went to Jatavion Sanders, it went to the running backs. Adonai Mitchell was more of the deep threat and the, the, uh, the red zone threat. And while that has, has a great role, obviously, on a team, I don't see that as being a first-round pick. You talked your way out of it. All right. Okay. You got off to a slow start, but you finished strong. I like that. Um, here's another one taking you to task, Brian. 6761. Um, now, you're a Texas fan. You watch a lot of Longhorn football. Uh, 6761, the guy behind the glass is a moron. So there's, there's <laughs> wow, name-calling before the day. Well, day, there's day two on the show. Well, that, that's long. the first Brian mean text. That will be repurposed for Friday right. at 545. Uh, he says the guy behind the glass is a moron. Emphasis on that. Uh, AD was the primary big moment alpha receiver at Texas. He and Xavier Worthy were used completely differently at Texas. But there's only one football, and Sark's system spreads it around. Sark's system does spread it around, but I mean, Mitchell was never the first read. I, I mean, he he was he was definitely a big play receiver, but I said that earlier in the conversation this this segment. He was he was never the first read. Uh, sometimes not even the second read, and that's kind of more my point. Not that Mitchell doesn't have talent, and I'd like to have him on the on the Texans at six four. He's a great red zone target, big play <laughs> receiver. I just don't see him as a number one read, and that's not a guy I'm taking in the first round. All right, all right. I think you handled that well. Um, so there's some prices being thrown out for what it would cost to move up to number one. I'm really hoping that the commanders do this because I want Cliff Kingsbury and Caleb Williams to be an item so bad. It's just a great, it'd be a great couple. It'd be the best couple in the NFL since Kelsey and Swift. Uh, here are a couple of the packages that have been thrown around by NFL.com. Um, the first one comes from the commanders. So, okay, let's see what the commanders would have to move, have to do to move up one spot. And would you do this if you're Washington? Commanders get the first overall pick. They move up one spot. They're probably taking Caleb Williams. In return, the Bears receive the second pick of the NFL draft, two second-round picks. I guess Washington has two second-round picks, number 36, number 40, and then a third-round compensation pick, which comes at the end of the third round. I think it's too much. That's a lot. I'm not doing that. I I think the Washington roster obviously needs to be completely overhauled even more. They need more talent all over the place. The two seconds are probably going to be guys that start immediately for you as well as the first. And for only one spot to give up that much, 
No, I'm not doing it. I would do this if I knew that Caleb Williams was C.J. Stroud. Yeah, right. And if I, I don't know if, that, exactly. It, it, that, that's where you have to. That's where your scouting has to factor in. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're a hell bent and you're Washington's GM and you're watching that guy, you're like, yeah, he is Pat Mahomes. He is C.J. Stroud. I'm willing to risk my job for Caleb Williams if he's to that point. You do it. Right, but he didn't show you that the last six that's, weeks. That's so. where your scout on yeah. Caleb Williams is different yeah. than what it would take for somebody to have that scout to trade up to one. And what I've seen before this were like rumor. I mean, were rumors where they were saying a second and a fifth to move up the one spot. Like a second and a fifth is easily something to be considered. If you're the Bears, you're taking this. I I, I think as quickly as you possibly can, unless you're just that down on Justin Fields. Okay. That's a yeah. whole hell of a lot to get. Well, Justin Fields isn't following any of the Bears stuff anymore. So, right. I mean, that, he's that following Atlanta skill position. Apparently, that matters. Do you make this trade, Brian? I absolutely make this trade. And if we're working, if you're who Washington? Yeah, no, yeah. If I'm Washington, if if we're working under the assumption that Washington believes Caleb Williams is the guy, and yep. that they don't love Drake May and Jaden Daniels, to me, the price of two seconds to third is worth getting your franchise quarterback. I would absolutely make this deal. I think our answer is going to be this way with all of these packages. That it depends on your evaluation yep. of. There's a drop off point, though. What What is your drop off? There's like I would take the deal that we, when we're scrolling ahead, obviously, but the Washington and New England, I would make the deal for both of them. The Patriots deal would be that they get number one. Uh, the Patriots would then trade the third pick, a second pick, the second rounder, number thirty-four, a future first, and a future third. So Ooh. that would be the price for New England to move up two spots to number one. Yeah, I would still make that deal. Where I would probably start to to push back and pass and hope my scouting can identify the next quarterback is what the projected package is for the Giants. Where not only they're giving up the swap, a second and a fir- th- third this year, yeah. we're all, they're also talking about giving up two additional first-round picks. I would be out at that point. That is a lot. If you know that Caleb Williams a is second, a Stroud, third, and two see, first, I don't think anybody I don't think, knows anymore. Well, sh- I mean, it depends on your evaluation. It depends on your evaluation. Like, again, you have to be willing to put your job on the line for him. A year ago, this is a no-brainer that most teams are going to make because they just think that he was can't miss. Yeah. And now there's a lot of, uh, of question marks. If I have the scout on the guy and I think he's the next Pat Mahomes, C.J. Stroud, like the type of rookie season he had, I'm making every single one of these trades because you have to aggressively sure. attack getting mm-hmm. a franchise quarterback. And I'm not sure that there's a cost great, like so great that I wouldn't like exchange for that franchise quarterback. Like what what wouldn't you trade? What would be off limits for C.J. Stroud? Like, and I know that you have the benefit of hindsight here and all of this stuff. That's why you have, to, you have to know your scout. Yeah, I would trade three firsts for C.J. Stroud without a doubt. Yep. Without a doubt. I'm, I would trade more than three firsts. Yeah, I would give up. I would Herschel Walker for C.J. Stroud. Working with the knowledge of what Stroud is. But sure. obviously we're not allowed that uh, luxury with uh, Caleb Williams. But I think that's where your scout comes into play. Like, if you're the general manager and you just look at him as a can't-miss home run prospect and you are just for sure about it. You have no doubt in your mind. You definitely would have I to think you have your to job do on the line. Because sure. giving up the package that the Giants would be projected to give up again, second, a third, and two future first on top of the pick swap, mm-hmm. you miss there, you're done. You are. You have to be, I mean, you have to be, it would be a brave move. You would need a lot of cojones to do it. Especially with the Giants you when hit, you don't have their, worth it. Especially with the Giants when they don't have their skill position players filled out. Yeah. Because, I mean, those second, a third, and two firsts are the things you would be using to give Caleb Williams the weapons he needs. You didn't think that the Texans had their skill position true. players That's figured out, point. too, though. Yeah. So, like, you Very have true. to aggressively attack that quarterback. Like, I think Nick Casario put his job on the line trading up to number three. 
I think what he what he was gave fair. up was was, was was so I don't want to use the word extreme. It was a high pray a high price to trade up to number three. Where if Will Anderson turned out to be lousy and we're two three years down the road and he was just this mediocre defensive end, Casario would get fired for that. Trade. No, no question about it. Maybe sooner than that. And a lot had to depend on it as well. The other the other caveat there is, I mean, I was one of the the the, the, the I think the majority that didn't think this team was going to be that good that quickly to put the season together that they did as well. Mm-hmm. If if that was a top five pick and Will Anderson didn't look great, now it may he might have been fired at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean. Depending on the year, and Stroud would probably had to be a miss too. You look at it too. When teams do this, to your point about getting fired, the only guy because Chicago, all the guys that made the Trubisky trade and moved up to, to do what they did, got fired. The only reason why Shanahan and Lynch didn't get fired for for Trey Lance is because they the They're team good. had success <laughs> and the fact that they found another quarterback in a draft that turned out to be a starter, so they save face. Yeah, it would have been the year after, but they eventually found their quarterback yeah. right. Because um, they had Jimmy G, I just don't think that the I don't think that there's too high of a price to get a franchise quarterback. Now, if you're wrong, you're going to get fired. It's the it's the price of doing business. If you're right, no one's going to care that you do this. Right. No one's right. going to care if you traded three first rounders for C.J. Stroud and he has the rookie year. It's the most and important brings the promise. In sports. Yeah, I, I just don't think that there's a price too high, but you have to be willing to put your job on the line. It's what it's got, and you don't, and you don't. You're not a huge fan of Caleb Williams, so like your answer is going to be no here. I'm not going to say that I'm not a huge fan. I just see a lot of red flags that I didn't see a year ago. I do too, and, and, and so there's a lot of things that I question that I wasn't questioning 12 months ago that make me, you know, be a little bit more apprehensive about what I'm giving up and how how many eggs I'm putting in his basket. Mm-hmm. To where there's yeah, there's just just too many concerns right now. I mean, the Giants' price is pretty high. You're looking at number six, a 25 first, a 26 first, a 24 second, a 24 third. The Atlanta price from trading up from number eight. This one involves players. Uh, Falcons would get number one, Khalil Herbert. Bears would get the number eight overall pick, Bijan Robinson, Ooh. a 24 third, a 25 first, a 26 second. So, like, these are the kind of moves that you would be making for a quarterback. You better be right about the quarterback. And it better work with the quarterback because if not, you're going to look like the biggest idiot in the world. And let's be honest, uh, Chicago. I don't believe there's. I don't think there's any trade that's going to knock their socks off that they're going to be taking these these packages. I mean, they took a good package last year. It depends on what you think of, of the of Caleb Williams, right? And Fields, and that's and from the Bears' case. Now the team's trading up. It's what you think of Caleb Williams. For the Bears, it's what you think of Caleb Williams and Justin Fields. And is the yeah, Delta there? And yeah. you already got a, a extra sweeten, sweeteners and draft capital a year ago by making the trade that you did. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you're upgrading the quarterback position, it's more hyper-important. You stick, stay, and take the guy that's better than the guy you have as opposed to another year of taking a whole laundry list of picks but not having any definitive answer at quarterback. Because if you're the Bears and you, you – let's just say you like Justin Fields and maybe Justin Fields turns out to be pretty good. Like this Falcons trade looks pretty sexy. You get two firsts. You get Bijan Robinson. It's guaranteed that one of them's in the top ten. Uh, the Giants pick, you get three firsts, a second, and a third. You have all that capital. So, like, now you're building this really good roster. Um if you like Fields, it's entertaining to trade out of number one. I think the one thing that made it a little bit more difficult is the way he finished the season, too. Fields actually figured some stuff out, looked a lot better, had a, had a, a couple of, of very impressive games to where he made the discussion a little bit more interesting and yep. challenging because otherwise it was a no-brainer. They were moving on from him, and they were taking Caleb. He did until that final Week 18 game, and yeah. then it like lost all the goodwill that he did. It would have been very entertaining. Was if that he New could- England? 
I don't remember. I remember he had a stinker. Yeah, in the it was final like week. it was like a baseball score. Wasn't it was it? brutal. Yeah, like it would have been real because he was playing well. You're right. Like if you would have had one final game and he's entering the off season with like a stretch of six games where he played really well, now it's a more compelling conversation. But then you throw that stinker and it's like, okay, well I can see why they're willing to and move on. And he's getting Komet involved and more involved, and he's doing all the things that you thought he was going to do all season. And then you're like, hey, this is what we wanted. This is what we signed up for. And then you're right. That, that I forgot. Week 18 was not great. I'm rooting for a trade, though, because it's entertaining. It would give us something to talk about. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Moving up the car wreck of the day today. What are you nominating for our car wreck of the day? 713-780-3776. What is worthy of that car wreck of the day? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. First, a moment on Pro Dunk Hoops. They make the highest quality basketball goals you'll find. This is the season for, uh, for a goal, too. Uh, uh, March is right around the corner, and I bet you that March is one of the most popular months for a basketball goal. You're watching the brackets. You're watching March Madness. You're watching all the buzzer beaters, and you're going to want to go out and shoot some hoops, but especially your kids. Your kids are going to watch that and be hey, I want to go shoot some hoops. Well, if you're going to do that, you should have a goal from Pro Dunk. We mentioned highest quality basketball goals you'll find, unlike anything in the big box stores, tempered glass backboard, breakaway rim, stainless steel hardware, rust proof, which is huge to have in Houston, height adjustable as well. You can lower it from 5 feet anywhere to 10 feet, and their new lightning adjust feature, that's right, their new goal, Thor, you raise and lower the goals with a drill. You can get from 5 feet to 10 feet in 10 seconds. Easy to do. It's fun to do. It's fantastic. Their accessories are next level too. LED night uh, light kits for night play. We understand that you work. We understand that your kids have school. The only time to play is at night. We'll get these LED light kits to make it easier to play at night. Backstop nets. You don't have to chase after the basketball. Pull pad lettering so you can customize your goal as well. And you can order all of that online. You can also order professional installation. You're worried about screwing it up. You're not great on a ladder. You're not great with a level. Well, let the pros at Pro Dunk professionally install your goal. They'll guarantee perfection, perfect height, perfectly straight. You don't lift a finger. Let the pros at Pro Dunk do all of the work for you and guarantee the highest quality basketball goal on the market. Call right now, 281-351-9822, 281-351-9822, and visit ProDunk.com. That's ProDunk.com. This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. He's Blank. I'm Branham. Time now for our Car Wreck of the Day. Blankers, what are you nominating for Car Wreck of the Day? Texas A&M Commerce Incarnate Word. The brawl that would never end was a little bit nuts. I know it was a couple years ago that we got into the whole co- conversation about the handshake line after games. Oh, yeah. Did this you have audio took this? it to a whole new level. With, oh, no, this is not good. This is really not good. We've got punches being thrown. This is really bad. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, full team fight. Coaches in the middle of it. Wouldn't be surprised. Someone got a nick on the face there. <laughs> this is not what you want to see after that close of it a game. It has been a great game. We've got <laughs> everything going on right now. We still have guys running after people. 
Oh my Someone goodness. in the crowd was hurt and hit. It's pretty poor where's, description of this. Where's Kevin fight. Harlan when you need him? The uh, they said it. Yeah, this is a call, terrible Jeremy. finish. The call. One. They said it was a terrible finish after after a good game. Is doesn't it not matter. a terrible finish after a bad game? Yeah, it doesn't matter what the outcome <laughs> what of the game does the was. The quality of the game matter without the Nixon cut of a blade. Yeah, they did a horrendous job. If you haven't seen it, you can find it online. It was ridiculous. It started uh, basically towards the end of the first players getting to the back of the other other team's line um, in the handshake line, and it went all over the court, and it would not end. And guys were not thinking about how long they might be suspended and the ramifications. And everyone was involved, and it was a bleep show. Three two taking uh, Texas A&M fighting ags a little too seriously. Yeah, I think they're the Lions. I know. I'm just. I think they're try, the Lions. Where is A&M on. Commerce? In Commerce. Where's Commerce? <laughs> in Texas. I know there's a and Kingsville and Corpus Christi and I Galveston. Think, I think Commerce is out like west of Waco, like oh, Waco, really? Dallas. Uh, I had a David Bailiff was the head coach at Texas A&M Commerce. Really, the former rice coach? coach? Yeah. Wow. He was the head coach there for football. Uh, Incarnate Wards in San Antonio. Yep. I think they're the Cardinals. I think it's the A&M Commerce Lions. I think it's the Incarnate Ward Cardinals. We used Uh, to practice at Incarnate Ward in San Antonio. Oh, really? Uh, 3209 says, uh, (laughs) car wreck of the day is that game. Uh, Players trying to fight, but no swings. Kind of disappointing. Uh, I don't think there were swings. Maybe nobody was connecting. Yeah, there were some swings, but the fact that uh, the one guy that went chart got he he w- went for round two, and it took three players to try yeah. and slow him down. It's a bit much. I thought it was fun to watch. I mean, you never want to see it, but it's fun to watch if it happens. I mean, it's why everybody watched it. It's why all the videos I watched of it went it multiple viral times because exactly. I was looking for the haymaker. Three five eight one. What I really want to know is who won the fight. I couldn't tell. It was like, like a no contest to me. No one really it was got a any lot damage. Of fake toughness. Yeah, no one really got any damage done. Which maybe was a good thing. Northeast of Dallas. My bad. I thought it was northwest of Dallas. She wasn't wrong, though, in the fact that there was a fan or two that got messed up, and that is messed up. Yeah, hopefully they're all right. Uh, Using social media to send message, like Justin Fields no longer following the Bears. (laughs) We take social media way too seriously. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're unfollowed the Bears. Congratulations. What are you nominating, Brian? Uh, I'm going to nominate the J.J. Reddick uh, Rivers family dispute that's been going on today Why? on ESPN. I mean, it's fun, but it's it's kind of a car wreck to see how Patrick Luke, Patrick Beverly jumped in and then the response from, from J.J. Reddick. That's a bit of a car now, wreck. Now, Austin Rivers is on ESPN as well as J.J. Reddick, and I, I missed the fact that he responded to, which I'm curious about, because the back and forth, I love the honesty of J.J. Reddick, who just officially got named the replacement for Doc, ironically, on the ABC game. All right, who's winning? I think it's, it's, it's got to be a fight. fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Congratulations, no A&M Commerce Incarnate Ward. You're our car wreck of the day. It's going to do it for us. We're out a little bit early. Texas A&M on the bubble needs a win against Arkansas. Andrew Monaco, Texas A&M basketball next on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5.